from DynastyLeagueFootball.com and the DLF family of podcasts, this is the Superflex Super Show. Your main source for strategy, speculation, player values, and all things Superflex. With innovative strategies like QBX in the Superflex flywheel, exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, Your Nuts, and next week this week, the Super Show's Super Friends never lack the content you need to help you draft and manage your roster in the fastest growing fantasy football format, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. Enjoy your DLF podcast and stay sexy and super flexy. Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Bachella, and I also have a trading problem. This is when you talk, Peter. Oh, hey, Russ, what's going on? <laughs> hey, Pete, how you doing? Hey, bud, I'm just sitting in my basement like I usually do. You, you two have Skyped in here, apparently. What's what's up? You know, you, you want to know what's you, up? You guys turned up, yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 235 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And we will, yes, it is a very weird grouping of days for for recording and everything right now. I'm recording with Peter tonight and tomorrow, and I'm going to end up recording with Addison Hayes twice tomorrow. It's just going to be a lot, a lot of too much of people on like i've been talking with peter for like say it. 20 minutes and i'm kind of done already <laughs> i mean rocky at least just showed up so i have like another 10 15 before i get tired of him so i mean we we got some time but we is that like the limit of everyone i would assume my or just us too like, just you i mean like there's a Pete, couple people i can make it 25 30 minutes and there's Bosh. like are you kidding? I'm, I, you said his name. I'm annoyed already. <laughs> but it's like a default state with Bosch. Yeah, I can see that. If I was on Front Yard Fantasy today, and I first of all crushed their Fantasy Fortune, the Wheel of Fortune game, I highly recommend going and watching that, and just watching the mastery that did happen. I, but I won that game once without solving a puzzle. I only, I guessed one letter the entire time, <laughs> and I guessed every single puzzle. Yeah. Um, but 
the reason I bring up the besides the fact that they are awesome over there, yes. they're every day at three o'clock they have games that they stream. You should absolutely go watch. But we were talking while recording about it how like we came into the season after the preseason like nice. We didn't really have any injuries. Like we're going every week since the season has started. We have just gotten like two hands with gigantic barbed wired clubs smashed in the face repeatedly like man like the nfl won't let us have nice things won't let us have nice things and like the league the teams like feel like they're trying to make it worse by putting players out there when they probably shouldn't be i mean like i'm glad Tua survived this week mac jones did not look like he should have been out there but he was and then Injuries of people that just we shouldn't have gotten injured. But if we want to look positive on it, I still love that we are in an NFL that trades players. Because, like, remember, like, five years ago when they didn't and it was boring as crap? It was was basically last year, honestly. It feels more like last year it started. Like, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly Uh. getting there, being annoyed with Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy and just sending them away. (laughs) Like, that's really yeah, what it I, was. I know that, and then a gap of three years, and then another trade. is really the start of the inclination. It's really the last two years, I think. The NFL seems to have gotten much more friendly. It, it's uh, Hopkins. Hopkins seems to be the start of it. Maybe OBJ. You done? No. Next thing you're saying, I'm going to argue with that, too. Okay, well, I mean, Peter's been on the show before. Everybody whether they want to or not, knows who Peter is. Um, Okay, so that's two lies in a row. Let's break them down. (laughs) (laughs) So, but before we get going, why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? I don't know, Russ. I didn't, like, you, I'm... His Twitter handle is... I'm trying to help out. You can't give me work, okay? Like, okay. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, at PA Howdy. I'm a senior writer for DLF, Dynasty League Football. And, uh, yeah, I do uh, that. I, I, I play a lot of fantasy football, and I try and get better and mostly just uh, tilt on Twitter about trying to do that. And you have a podcast called? Oh, yeah, I do. I don't... Yeah. yeah, I've got a podcast called Dynasty Crossroads where I interview people about their process and how they try and get better and what works and what doesn't, what's sticking out using that process right now. And, yeah. That's the Dynasty Crossroads. Of, I mean, I, I'm a person living in the year of our football 2022. So I also have a YouTube channel and I've made like three TikToks in my life and hated every second of it. Oh, <laughs> and, I loved um, the last one you did, though. You like that one? Which one was it? <laughs> I know. Was it back in 98 or <laughs> the, when was the last one? <laughs> uh, the, the TikTok you made, it was just like, Vacated targets. If people were on different teams, things would be different. And that was it. (laughs) Oh, the best part is I just took, I had 10 minutes in a YouTube video that I just cut out because I was trying to get my two hour rant down to a 10 minute video. And so I had this extra time. And that's actually a 30 minute speech of me suggesting random hypotheticals. Like maybe if the Kansas City Chiefs all went to New York and New York all went to Kansas City Chiefs, maybe the Chiefs would suck then. And it got it, it got pretty in the weeds. I, I was pretty happy. Yeah. So, 
He's <laughs> now just now every time I start, he's just <laughs> for those of you not watching. Russ has just decided to go off and do other things until maybe I finish talking. That's how much he, he hears you talk enough, Peter. I think so. He he just tunes you. I don't even need point. to listen anymore. I just know what he's. Gonna say. I don't think he listens. <laughs> I don't know why. I know what he's it's great. Because every awesome. Wednesday. This is how he gets to think I'm good at things, you see? Every <laughs> he doesn't listen. That's how he tells that everyone else. He must be DLF good. YouTube channel, Peter's talking. YouTube channel, on Twitch, on other places where you find Peter. And he hosts myself and Zach Reed are on there as well. So that is another place you could find the brilliance that is me, but also listen to Peter Howard talk. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I just kind of do the Twitter thing. Like, I flow everything fl- through Twitter. Uh, you can link everything I do. I post on there. Every platform I stream on gets linked on there the minute I stream. And, you know, Twitter's just uh, it's pretty easy. I mean, I know other people center their lives around other things, like their family or their children. For me, it's my Twitter at. So, at PA Howdy, that's pretty much all anyone needs to know. <laughs> Misplaced right, so priorities for those other people. Let's stop talking about Peter now because <laughs> I've had enough. I'd appreciate it. The real joke is I love P. I, I love P. A. Howdy a lot. So, but it's just it makes him feel more comfortable if I say mean things as opposed to nice things. And I care about him, so I. I was actually gonna do this off off show because I think it's funny and also true. But like you made us go live before I could get there because you were being you know all funny and stuff. Do you find you you guys you guys have Twitters, right? I think I've seen you around. You have a couple followers. Do you feel gaslit by everyone? Like those who don't have a lot of followers come at you with, you must think you've got a big head because you've got a couple followers. And you're like, no, not really. And those who have followers come at you with like, oh, you're really good. Look at how many people you like you. And you're like, no, not really either. Like, stop gaslighting me from both sides. I just, can we just like be upset about Marcus Bram right now together. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> I've never understand why I have a decent amount of followers to begin with. So I, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> me neither, but... but like, I mean, I didn't do, we, we just, we're just here talking some football <laughs> and some stats. I know you're a big stat head, Rocky. And, oh, definitely. and, and then me. everyone decides what you are based on whether four people follow you or not. And you're like, I just, I just, I don't think any of myself, like I, that number means nothing. It seems to mean something to you. Could you go away and deal with that and then come back and we'll talk football? You know what I mean? I stick with the best thing you can gaslit. do if you want to avoid confrontation is name yourself something ridiculous like Outhouse. Man, I'm called P.A. Howdy. You and want, yeah, and you have, what, uh, what do you want me to do to show that I take this? I got to come up with a more ridiculous name now, I guess. As long as it's easier to type than (laughs) Dynasty FF Addict, you need to, you know, make my life a little easier. It used to just be at Rocky Petrella, and then I changed it. It's because Rocky's in a ton of my leagues at this point. Even when he was only in one TA league, he's still in in a couple of other. And I got really annoyed because his name was just too long and annoying that I just changed the name of all of his teams to Rocky. Yeah. (laughs) It made my life easier. So I did it without asking him. I I really appreciate the intro change when Rocky came along. (laughs) Everybody loves that. I still want you to do the thing you were originally going to do where you were going to do the different inflections of 
Rocky. Uh, I should do that. I'll do that eventually. <laughs> uh, but let's 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 move on. Let's let's try and get through this show eventually. Let's let's. Yeah, I haven't been on and- here for a while, Russ, and you've forgotten how good I am at derailing. Oh my god! I, why do you think before you I was on, on the show? Before I was on the show, one of the most the- fun derailed shows I ever heard, but I think it was Peter and Tyler Gumpner. And, and we, the title yeah. of that episode yes. is called "Hurting Cats." Yeah, <laughs> it was I, the I, best I, show ever. <laughs> there will never be a show anywhere near a railway station with me and Tyler. <laughs> I find the way he so thinks much insanely fun. frustrating, and I'm not able to let things go. That and it was fun to listen to. <laughs> like, oh, good. If you are when you edit, like, I don't. I've never really listened while editing because that just takes too long. So I oh, yeah. scroll through, you see the sound waves, and I just take out gaps. I don't actually edit content. I remember during that episode, the amount of just the up and down, which just means <laughs> we were laughing the entire time, was so good. All um, right, let's get on with another show. It'll be a disappointment <laughs> after that. But Let's yeah. do it. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about, speaking of disappointments, I don't remember what exact day Christian McCaffrey got traded to San Francisco. I think it was Thursday like night. Thursday night football. So Thursday morning, I trade for Christian McCaffrey <laughs> in a league. And then he gets traded. First of all, it was just weird for me to trade for Christian McCaffrey. But it's a league where we have 25 picks available already. And I'm like... I'll send a, you know, I'll involve a 25 first like it's nothing to me, but it's still a first to a rebuilding guy who has Christian McCaffrey on his team. Okay. 24 first, 25 first, and something else I don't care about. And I got Christian McCaffrey out of it. So I felt great about it. And then Christian McCaffrey gets traded, and I'm like, I guess in the long run, that's a good thing, but I'm probably getting no points this week. And then he has his bye week in two weeks. I got like, it's a best ball league. So he was not in my lineup. So technically, yes. I got nothing out of Christian McCaffrey this week. Okay, but Christian McCaffrey is now on San Francisco. And I guess, is this a good thing for his fantasy value? Like, part of me thinks that being in Carolina and being pretty much the only good thing there was better. (laughs) Because he was working his way back to getting, like, 12 targets a game and still, like, getting 15 carries. But... Is that going to happen in San Francisco with Garoppolo? No, I, All I care about right now is this year. I think it's a good thing. I mean, we generally like San Francisco running backs when they're not Christian McCaffrey. And just like, it's like you can plug anybody in there. Like Jeff, Peter was talking about Jeff Wilson. And uh, they're just going to produce something for you. So, and, and I think it's better. I think he's going to score more touchdowns with San Francisco. And they gave up a lot fair. for a 25-year-old running back who makes a ton of money. They gave up – I mean, it was like a second, third, fourth, and fifth or something like that. Yeah. So It's funny. You think of that in Dynasty terms like, that's nothing. nothing and you realize yeah, in real NFL, football, that yeah, that's, a bit more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you don't give up that much and then don't plan to feature Christian McCaffrey too. So I know they have Debo. I know they have Kittle. But that's just going to make the whole offense better, and it's going to – it's going to give him more scoring opportunities. It's going to give him more time on the field. So I, I love this for him. I think it's I think it's way better than if he had stayed in Carolina. I get the whole only show in town thing, but you're also dealing with, you know, Baker Mayfield and nothing else around you, basically. Hey, man, PJ's looking pretty good. Oh, that's right, PJ. Like, I despite, forgot about PJ. Despite the fact that – take away the fact that they beat the Buccaneers. Like, the Buccaneers played down to their, to their opponent. Like, they just – coasted and didn't care like that's what it looked like so but still like him himself looked like he was doing pretty well 
And that's cool because he's a, another you know mobile quarterback and a guy who's not afraid to throw the ball deep. And we saw that DJ. Oh, that DJ Moore touchdown. That's he is. he's halfway the there. He's halfway there to four. <laughs> spread it out, man. Don't don't get it done right away. Yeah. Um. So Peter, um, mm-hmm. is this bad for Debo? Is this bad for Kittle? Like, what do you think this does to the San Francisco offense? Don't you mean guest? Um. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. What was the question? Answer the question. Uh, yeah, I'm with Rocky. He broke it down pretty good. You go into a team that's got about a many, as many attempts a game in terms of pace. It's pretty even. In fact, they're actually getting like two more attempts for players to score points, if you want to think about it that way. Number of touches a game. Uh, more, they get to the red zone about twice as often as the Carolina Panthers. And Christian McCaffrey was occupying like 40% of the red zone touches in Carolina. That's going to dilute it a little bit because you've got other good players. It's not going to stay at 40%. But yeah, he's going to have a large red zone role and they're going there more often. So I think he's going to score more points. And as for the rest of the players, I think good players help a team. While there is an offensive balance to be made, um, because, you know, not every player can touch the ball at the same time. Although I do remember back in 1962 when one team tried that, the, the Houston Farmers. And no, I'm just talking shit. Um, and they tried to multi-catch a touchdown. It didn't work. It didn't work. Um, <laughs> so, no. Two I guys, mean, hands on the ball, dove into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the team uh, has a faster pace, even though it was middling. Uh and I think it's going to do well, get to the red zone a little more, more effectively, be able to execute a little better with another a well above average player on its roster. So ultimately, that's good. I think when people are counting touches that way, they tend to go looking for what they don't want to see or what they think might be contrary. And who, how am I going to get caught out here? And, you know, the, uh, the attempts per game can come down. But if you've got better players getting to the red zone more often and more effectively putting up more yards, I think that's overall good. And can it work out negatively? Yes, but I think, I think, assume, assuming that is trying to one cut your nose off just in case you might spite your own face or some weird kind of backwards logic, or honestly, it feels like disingenuous. I'm going to say it's bad because there is a there's always a good chance um, that something doesn't work out or doesn't play out well, and then it will look like I predicted it. But nothing about this suggests that he should score less points. And he was literally the running back four before he got traded. Like, I mean, it's already pretty good. And he's now going to go to the red zone more often. So that's not that. Um, as for the rest of the team, I think that's a little harder to say. But, I mean, the last two weeks, Ayuk's been showing out with Jimmy G a little bit. But I think that's a little it, – it's too easy to make a false quarterback um, correlation there. I think Brandon Ayuk's a top 24 wide receiver, at least potential in this offense. We know he's a good player. And it's going to switch back and forth depending on individual game scripts. So he was kind of due uh, a little more points relative to his volume anyway. I mean, no, I, I think more good players on your team means you're more successful, not just in terms of NFL um, winning games, but for fantasy, we tend to want good players in good situations. It's what works so well about the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and so, no, I, I think it's pretty good uh, for those guys as well. Um, as for Carolina, I mean, it's the opposite. You know, DJ Moore's volume has gone up the last two weeks, even before 
Christian McCaffrey went. Um, I think DJ Moore had a 33% target share the week before Christian McCaffrey was traded. This week, he's got something like 43%. So anyone just viciously um, against letting evidence show them that they are wrong might start to bleed into the idea that, ah, that vacated, look, he's vacating target share the week before he left. No, it's, it's just a very good player on a struggling offense. It's going to almost have an inverse relationship when you have another good player. There are very few red zone attempts, and so you cannibalize each other a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I think DJ Moore is due to do a little more already before Christian McCaffrey left, but he's still not bound for the top 12 or anything like that. And again, a less successful team is less good. Having said that, didn't they just kick the pants out of someone after <laughs> after they got rid of CMC? So that team should probably quit. I'm assuming they're a hockey team next week. Well, I mean, let's go along with that. Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard both looked good. Good. And what's awesome about that is, like, Deonta Foreman tore his Achilles a couple of years ago. and That is interesting. He went for 120-something yards, I think it was. Like, he did really freaking well. He had some good games in place of Henry last year, too. Yeah, and... Decent play, yeah. Ugh, I just, I remember him popping his Achilles. Like, I was watching the game. Ugh. Okay, That is not, not a fun injury for anyone watching. I imagine yeah. going through it is pretty tough, too, but... Probably so worse than watching. Four years, but you you think probably worse? You think probably think so, worse. probably. Yeah, on the scale of worse, it's probably <laughs> a little bit worse. Uh, so what are your thoughts on those two running backs, Rocky? Like, is there one you'd prefer to have? Is there a price difference between the two? Like, what's your thoughts on them? I, I don't think there's really a price difference. If anything, I kind of feel like Foreman might be worth a little less just because Hubbard's newer. Uh, and some people liked him coming out last year. Uh, but I, I'd actually prefer Foreman. I, I, like I said, I, Henry last year, he, you know, he had some good games. He was startable for most of the time Henry was out. He was flex-worthy. So yeah. I, I'd rather – I'd kind of preferred Foreman as the CMC handcuff if you were going to go that route coming into the year. And nothing that happened this week has changed my mind. I mean, I don't love either of them in, in Carolina's offense. They're not Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, it worked, like it. I mean, yeah, it, it worked out this week, but I'm not expecting that most weeks. So I, I don't really love either of them, but I don't think, I, I think maybe you can make kind of, you could maybe squeeze out a second late second for, for Hubbard or something like that. I don't think you're getting a second from anybody for, for Foreman. Completely. Uh, I, what did I send out in TA1? I think I tried to get seconds for Foreman to every team that's competing and everyone said no, even if they were 24 seconds. Yeah. And then I tried Foreman in a third for a second and that got rejected also. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm rebuilding. I figure it was worth a shot. Okay. Unrelated, Rocky, what, what do you think is the price difference? One team competing, one team not competing between Marquise Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster? Ooh. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure there is that much of a price difference. <laughs> <your> first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Nothing. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting here quietly. Guest is always polite. He just <laughs> guest always respects the conversation between the two hosts. It's uh, my own. Well, no, right. I mean, do you think there's much? I because I, I mean, I, I mean, Brown was definitely valued higher, you know, prior to the injury. 
I think the difference between them is that Juju's going to put up points this year and Brian isn't. Yeah, but you don't need points, and I do. And also, Marcus Brown was, you know, in the top 12 before he got injured, but I really don't think that was real. Okay. Um, I did. I did. I sorry for those listening. I did not realize that these two were turning me into their trade talks. So. Oh, one thousand percent. I dragged you. Oh, I was not. To be oh, clear, I did. My conscience I is clear. I said to be clear. I thought that was an actual question. I did not know where it was coming from, but I thought it was an actual question. <laughs> no, no, fake question. Fake liked, question. I was one of those people that liked Chuba coming in. Um, I whether it's it hasn't really proved super helpful up to this point, but. When there are Devi running backs that are just like beloved, and then the year before they come out, they drop. It's just like two years worth of hype and then a bad last year. Like, does that really just kill you in the NFL? It seems to be the answer is kind of, yeah. But, you know. It's actually something I was just wondering about when you talked about Foreman. Like, he was a decent prospect we had a lot of hope for when he came out. And that Achilles injury, we were, sorry. Guess he was a awesome. second round rookie pick, I think. Um, yeah, but I do remember a lot of hype about his potential, especially his rushing ability. And he had some, I don't know. But um, what I was going to say, you completely derailed me, Russ. Damn it. No, we're never going to be able to separate out one individual occurrences of this, but also broadly um, team and coaching decisions. Like players remain decent after injuries, they've never. What am I trying to say? Foreman after his Achilles injury was likely written off by anyone on coaching staffs that had interest in maybe, quote unquote, developing him or getting him more involved in the offense in the on those occasions where it might have been possible. And so um, when he gets injured and he moves to a different team and a different team, you lose that momentum. You lose that in essentially of anyone on your coaching staff or your team, or even just the NFL more broadly being interested in you being a replacement or being a starter. We're never going to be able to quantify that. Um, but it's like with Debbie and NFL players when they get injured and they come back later, it's always kind of a crapshoot whether they're going to have any of that wind. And I think trying to, you know, navel gaze, whether we understand what coaches think or don't think of players is always going to get us in trouble because we're just guessing about someone else's thoughts. And, and it's all kind of related to me. That's why I just kind of follow volume trends and what typically happens. Because in an individual circumstance, you're left with running narratives like that. I mean, and Foreman and Hubbard were both drafted as decent running backs who could perform a job. And every players who get hurt or have a bad last year, a lot of, especially at the running back position, it has a lot to do with what people think. What or what decisions are going to make because of other uh, variables or things that are going on with their team that you're just always going to kind of be guessing at. It's kind of why it's just frustrating. You, I leave it all. What's, what's funny is, like, I love the Cardinals for the fact that they seem to think like I do because Eno Benjamin. Right. People loved him in Devi. Then all of a sudden he was bad. Um, Keontae Ingram was really, really good in Debbie. Then all of a sudden he was bad. Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was mostly through injury, but still like, but they took all no. of them. And like, here's the thing. Like, Eno now has a chance. Eno's doing really well. Chuba has looked good whenever he really had a chance. Like it's going to be tough for Chuba because he, not his fault. It's like Miles Sanders, no matter what, he was going to be equated to Saquon. And that's not fair because he came out mm-hmm. after Saquon. And like, 
Chuba is going to be like, oh, well, I mean, like, Christian McCaffrey did better. Of course Christian McCaffrey did better. Like, but, like, it seems like these guys still do pretty well, which is why I think I prefer Chuba. That being said, I don't know if I'm spending too much on any of them. Like, if I'm a competing team and I had my own second, maybe I would if I was bored one day and... I would want it to be Chuba just because he's faster. And while I know that means absolutely nothing in the real world, it just makes me happier. Like I'd rather have, I guess I'd rather have that big playability on someone that's going to be most likely lower on my team's death chart. Not, not the Panthers, my fantasy team. Hmm. So like that's, but I don't think I'm going out of my way to acquire either. But if someone sends me an offer of like, either Chuba or Foreman and a third for a second, and it's my competing second, I'd probably take it just for the fun of it. I don't think either become Cleo Herbert. I was just thinking, this is so much of a redraft question, and like a lot of the questions I'm finding on the DLF Discord and the DLF Forum, I end up thinking, it's not that this this doesn't have a role in Dynasty. But if we're thinking about these questions too hard, I think we're thinking about them too hard. The question is, which one can I flip for a second? And if you don't have them, you can't. Then and the answer is it's right now, kind of a bad idea to trade for him. You cannot flip Deonta Foreman for a second. Well, let me ask you, what does Rashad White cost right now? If you went and offered that same trade to the Rashad White trader and he's not competitive or she's not competitive, I don't think it's too far off. Trading for one that might be happening right now is always going to be worse in Dynasty than trying to catch one before it happens. And Rashad White is even... He's Dante Foreman plus as a prospect, and he's this year, and he hasn't had an injury, and he hasn't blown up for... A, or the lead running back hasn't gone out yet. You know what I mean? Like, Rashad White could do half what Foreman does over the next few weeks without Christian McCaffrey if and when Leonard Fournette chooses to move to Fiji to start his Lilo farm or whatever, because I'm not, I'm not hoping for an injury. I'm hoping he finds a new and exciting life event. I don't know what you hope for Russ. <laughs> Evil oh, man. no. Um, um, again, to, to plug front your fantasy again, one of their puzzles are rhymes. And the, the example he gave us was playing clarinet with Leonard Fournette. So I hope he goes and, you know, wants to play the clarinet. Wonderful life goal. Probably much better for his health, too. His personal development. Develop a new skill. He's already got football. You know, whatever. Anyway. um, And because of draft capital and because he hasn't been injured and because he's not too far into his year, you can can shout at me all you like about points. More people in more leagues will be more interested in trading for Rashad White if he falls into the job at some point. Then Foreman, even if or Hubbard, even if they go off for the next six games or so, because that's that's the way we are. All right, so let's move Stop on. Hating dynasty players, just accept them for who they are. That's what I say. That's not that's not how we play. All right, so <laughs> let's let's move on to the Jets and the sad story that is Brees Hall, who was working his way to being running back one at this point because there was no one else for it to be whoever, someone in the NFL right now, because, I mean, mm. clearly Brees Hall is the running back one. Um, but not Brees Hall. Uh, B. John Robinson is the running back one. But, you know, in the NFL. Brilliant. Did you say Brees Hall? Is that what you said? Yeah, I, I said Brees Hall. That's what okay. Said. Um, <laughs> so Brees Hall tore his ACL. He's out 
for a while. And it seemed like it was just going to be Michael Carter season. And right as I was ready to type on the show sheet, it's Travis Etienne season, Goodbye James Robinson. It literally turned into Goodbye James Robinson because he got traded to the Jets. Which was also fantastic because I have a a group text with me, John Bosch, and Bob Gilchrist. And mid-conversation about... Bob saying that the Jags should trade James Robinson and Bosch being like, that never happens. When was the last time that happened? There's no reason for the Jags to do that. And I'm just like, uh, they just did. <laughs> yes. Good timing. Um, so James Robinson goes to the Jets for a, a sixth that can turn into a fifth, which is we like James Robinson is good. He's cheap. And then a six round pick. It just, like, sometimes it's weird, but yeah. I guess, Rocky, are we going to fight where you're going to say it's James Robinson season and I'm still sticking with Michael Carter season? I think so. I, I'm, I'm back on the J-Rob train. All right, hold on. Let me, let me pull up my my sleeves here to get ready for this. I, I right, almost so. wonder if they, they he didn't get any any run this week because they, they were planning on trading him. So maybe the Jets didn't already have an offer because Brees Hall wasn't hurt yet, but maybe they had plans on trading him somewhere because he got zero he got zero carries. Zero touches. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea, but they have been – Drastic. They've been trying to kill James Robinson. Yes, for a while. they have been phasing him out, but zero is like a yeah. No, the past, I, I looked the past couple. He had not produced for fantasy, but he had like ten carries the week before. Yeah, like eight carries the week before that. Zero I, I mean, for the three, four weeks, oh, trend, the, uh, people think they've accurately predicted one of the rarest fucking paths to. But but if you have to phase someone out to break. If coaches have to be like, let's design our entire game plan around our really high drafted running back finally being able to get more carries than our undrafted free agent. That's not as strong of an argument for Travis at the end of the moon as you might think. So let's just let's just agree not to talk about it because he sound like an idiot saying that means it's a good thing. So instead, let's just say he broke out. But ever since Travis Etienne got hurt, two coaching staffs have perilously tried to make James Robinson not a thing. It's not just the last three weeks. They don't... NFL loves its own farts. They spend draft capital on him. That's what they want to happen. So let's let's start with Brees Hall because like I said before, he was valuable. He is still young. He is, I believe, 23? 22, 23? I think 22. Talking about Brees Hall? Yeah. I missed it. Sorry, Karen. That was genuine. That one was genuine. Yes. Occasionally uh, I do not know things. So Brees Hall still going to be like the, the timing of the injury sucks a little bit because it's going to be a little tough for him to get back for the start of next season at this point, I think. But he's still probably going to be a top 10 running back, kind of like the way that J.K. Dobbins found his way into the top 10, which I forgot to put that on the list of sad news. Um, <laughs> actually currently 21, by the way. He's that young? Okay, yes. Yeah, so he, he just turned 21 on May 31st, too. So he's pretty young. Oh, do okay. I get to ask my question now? The one I started to ask and you yeah, like no life. Because that's where yeah. I'm going with it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I figured. I, but you were taking it a while to get there. And I, you, you looked like you needed help. You were struggling. It was your first no, time. I was fine. But thank you for the answer. That's what happens with Russ. He, he, he struggles as a podcast host. We try I know. He has here. trouble admitting it, I've noticed. Yeah. Well. Rocky, I don't know how you carry the show. Every week, <laughs> your shoulders, man. Just <laughs> I, you know, um, I do what I can. Look, or was it? Yeah, the best buys in Dynasty right now, and not 
in the way they're about to score points, but just where the values seem to be low that should bounce back up. Standard dynasty, right? Um, are all young running backs. Frankly, it's Swift right now. It's Javante Williams. It's Brees Hall now. It's um, Are there any others? Any others left? Those three? Najee Harris. Honestly, Najee Harris belongs That's on true. that list. Even though he's slightly older, he's still only in his second career year. Um, they're, they're the best buys, I think, with an, a, as objective as I can get, which isn't very objective, reading of where market trends are right now. But the the lesson we've learned on dynasty is just yeah you know, with running backs over the off season or during an injury they might unless you get the right trade they run a gauntlet through the off season if nothing else trying to avoid more injury or more injury risks or trades or being drafted above um, and various other things that can mean they were actually bad buys but they are i i think those are the best buys in dynasty right now and um, so what do we do with that we don't typically we think we find it better to treat running backs as points. When I need points, I'll get running backs. And broadly, where we don't get to redraft our roster and we have to constantly guess at what's going to happen in the future. And running backs are scarier to guess at because they always are more likely to get injured. They're more likely to have their volume co-opted. They're all more likely to underperform our expectations um, outside of rookie ranks anyway. So... What do we do in that situation? I don't know. I've been asking this question since the offseason. I kind of expected that to happen this season. And it's happening, which feels weird. But I feel like the guy who's found like an exploit in a computer game, I guess. I don't know. I've never done that. We can find no useful purpose for it. <laughs> we were talking about this on the Dynasty Grind three months ago. Like, it's going to be a weird Dynasty year. This is the kind of situation we're going to be in. And we're here. And I still don't know what to do about it. I you think know. it's by these young running backs as as... At a desperately, like, scarily um, unfair trade with your league mate as you can find. Make sure they listen to Addison Hayes on the DLF channel as often as possible, and they might just be willing to do it. <laughs> You'd have so many Travis Etienne shares if you did. Uh, see, here's... Oh, Durante Williams, he's been selling, like, he's he, he been talking about his mama. He's been talking about him so bad. <laughs> uh, like, I treat running... Like, we were talking about it before. Like, I treat running backs like redraft. I, I don't want long-term running backs on my team you then know you i'll trade for derrick henry anything in dynasty right? that's that's it's just i mean that is just how i build my teams like that that is i know that's you know, it's a good way but like i'm finding it, myself like stuck in dynasty because of it because you can't trade for old wide receivers are scoring points those teams are winning they want the points you can't trade for the old running backs right now because those players are scoring points especially this year it's like the highest top 12 age average we've seen in, I, I don't know how long um so those teams are winning they want they want jacobs screw you i'm keeping jacobs and you can't trade for the young ones because of exactly what you're saying so so you're like yeah there's nothing to do in dynasty oh, is that what we're saying dynasty's dead we killed Di- 2022 killed dynasty this is kind of connecting to the young running back thing that peter said but I, i'm curious what you guys think of this in a, in a league uh where i'm semi-competing i'm more towards the middle but uh I have Brees Hall, and I was offered Kenneth Walker for Brees Hall. Are you doing that? I pulled up the DLF Trade Finder because I was curious. Straight up. And there is one that is that. Um, honestly, I kind of have to take three quarters of an L on Kenneth Walker because like, it's not like I ever said he was bad. But yeah. I thought that offense would be that bad where it wouldn't matter how good he was. 
because it's not like Christian McCaffrey style where he's getting 10 to 12 targets because that's not how the Seahawks play. And that's not his player profile. Profile, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I froze on words. Um, but he's, he's running like he's that good of a running back and he apparently doesn't care. And that offense is outperforming. So honestly, yeah, I would send Brees Sulfur. Well, yeah, if you wanted to compete, yes. If you didn't, I would probably just stand pat, if yeah. anything, because they're probably close enough and you might as well not get the points. But like here, let me read you down some of these trades. Brees Hall for a 23 first. I'm too lazy to look up where that first is, but it's a 14 teamer. Oh, it's the HQ, uh, Dynasty Trades HQ League. Um, Brees Hall for Christian McCaffrey. Hall for Kenneth Walker. Oh, here's Hall in a first for Walker in a first. I guess there was a difference yeah, in the I guess it's a perceived difference. Yeah. yeah. If you're um, competing this year, it's a great year. Hall, Hall for Damian Kenneth Pierce, Walker, the second and the third. Get Christian McCaffrey. Hall for Christian McCaffrey. Hall for Jamison Williams in a first. There's two of those. If, like, you're, if you're like... These aren't terrible prices. Final, it's a great year, to be fair. Like, you were, you were worried about overpriced young running backs? Like, these aren't terrible to go get a guy who was just considered, like, the running back two. I know. I think that's what you're saying. Like, uh, these, really? these injured young guys are, are some of the best buys. And I'm also saying if you're competing, those are great buys. Because yep. it's the hum ha you just did with Brees Hall. This time in August, we're going to say, well, Walker's great. The team was great. But we know on a week-to-week basis, he's a little more susceptible to those damn weeks. What's what's Zach's stat about Derrick Henry? He put up like the fourth best rushing season in the history of the NFL and still was an outscored on a points-per-game basis by Alvin Kamara, who had a mildly good Alvin Kamara season. Like if... If Walker is Henry, and he's definitely talented enough to put up something like that in that offense, for sure, then he's still limited. And so by August, you've got all the dynasty quants in their, in their dress with their mega brains and their cheat sheets going, eh, target share, and you'll never get that back. But if you're winning, that's great. You get Walker right now, or Pierce. Pierce will go through the same thing. If you're winning right now, you want to run towards your final, like, Downhill, hands above your head, wildly screaming, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. You might fall over and smash your face on the sidewalk, but the wind is in your favor to try that. It also means your value going to go down by August, but winning is more important. But if you're in a position where you're mid or you're not sure you can run down that hill right now because you're more than likely to trip up and smash your face on the concrete, leave some of those nasty, you know, those, those, those scars that always kind of stick around even though they fade. Then you're just left going. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know. That's the entire dynasty situation right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are we? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's Brees Hall. I guess let's move on next to what do you think? Do you think Michael Carter or James Robinson are worth more than a second? Yeah. Like I guess that's really good because I feel like they're both worth. James Robinson. James Robinson. Robinson. So I'm going to have to fight you too, and you're thinking that James Robinson is just going to be the guy there? I like Michael Carter. I do. Like, I think he's a swell dude. We hung that out the other day. Really no. sitting and with me right now, Peter. <laughs> they drafted someone to have the job instead of him, and then they traded for someone to have the job instead of him. With him. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. That's why I like him. He's going to have weeks. He can be a top 24 running back. He can be a discount Kareem Hunt, but without Kareem Hunt's outside. Yeah, but top no. 24 running backs are just, no, no thanks. 
I know for a second I keep my second. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we saw it the first couple of weeks too when they were working Brees in more. Uh, you know, not giving them as much of the, the load as they have been the last few weeks. I think that might be the Michael Carter you see. So I think, yeah, he's going to have some of these weeks where, especially if they're losing, which they strangely haven't been very much uh, recently, the Jets. But uh, he's going to he's going to be the pass catching guy. I mean, like James Robinson can catch passes, but but they like to they like to use Michael Carter that way. They did even earlier this season more so than Hall and. I think you're going to see more of that guy. So I think they're both kind of going to be RB two ish kind of range. So yeah, I don't think I'd pay more than a second for either of them, but I, I'm with Peter. I'd prefer James Robinson over Carter. Can I, ju- even can I just, sorry. I'm done. I just say that's my favorite. I'm going to teach those nerds I've ever seen on Twitter. It's someone trying to shame everyone for not liking Kenneth Walker. This off scene He's a consensus running back too, by the way. Yes. <laughs> consensus running back too. Everyone hated him. <laughs> showing off how good Kenneth Walker is and how wrong everyone was while he went off for a, an incredible game with zero targets. Like, it's like, ha-ha, nerd, you got it exactly right. Like, I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> you said Walker would be bad. No, that's not no, what we said. No, 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 no. Let's back up just a second. We said exactly this. <laughs> just uh... Fresh your memory a little, but that's my favorite. It's people because they want to be happy. I get it. Like I, I don't even want to get in their mentions or anything over it because I get it. Kenneth Walker's showing out. He's, he's having a great game. They're having fun. They want to be like there must be someone to you know rub their nose in it, and so they go find nerds because we're easy to rub our noses in for things and just let them have it. It was it was fun. It was my favorite. It was my favorite terrible victory lap ever. Like, ha, you got everything right. Look at it. (laughs) 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 All right. So we do have a bunch of more news, but I want to get to the trade addicts trade first because there aren't a lot of them, but I would still get let's do those and then we can just ramble on about the other stuff for as long as we feel like or until I feel like going to bed. Oh, we weren't meant to be rambling on. Sorry. I misunderstood. No, you just didn't try to understand. You just wanted to do whatever you want because you're Peter Howard, and that's how you operate, and we know that. See how you get gaslit? You're like, yeah, you're (laughs) such a big thing. Like, I know I'm not. You can't convince me (laughs) a big, important thing. I I just I saw firsthand you would be legitimately excited to have the opportunity, the pleasure, the honor to meet the Peter Howard. Yeah, that's the way that that whole weekend went. As they walked right by them and didn't recognize who he was. <laughs> I had okay. There that's what was. That's what. That's that's the disc. Yeah, right. So trade addicts leagues are twelve team super flex PPR tight end premium with one point seven five points per tight end reception with point zero five points for return yardage except for TA one and as is a trend we have TA one trades. First one, this was before the games this week, so it was before Dalton Schultz existed again. Dalton Schultz for Trey McBride. Clearly, this is points for non-points. This was me, so I guess I'll go last. Does anyone still feel good about Trey McBride? I guess, as I do, to trade away Dalton Schultz for him? Who knows? (laughs) Peter, any thoughts? Yeah, my thought is that Juju and Marcus Brown are the exact same age. <laughs> all, are you really sorry? What was the question? <laughs> all I did was which first you asked for. 
Yeah, you want a high 23 first. It's 23 second. That's what you want. So, that, was, that was the one you offered me. No. Yeah? Go back and no. look. What no. I changed was I gave it my 24 first instead of the other one. I refuse. I, I like the way it is in my head more. What is the question? <laughs> no, this is what we're talking about now. This we're is what we're doing. The show is Trey McBride. The, the question is Trey McBride. How do you feel about Trey McBride going forward? And how do you feel about trading Dalton Schultz to get Trey McBride? I feel very confused right now for various I, reasons. He's trying and to pull focus on his camera. It doesn't work with the toys, but when I had a sticker here, it, it worked with the sticker. And it, my camera just doesn't like David Tennant, I guess. <laughs> Who does? Uh, who is that? <laughs> I will um, fight you. Okay, is that related? I, I, I like Trey Mc... Oh, see, Diddy Kong Racing does it. <laughs> see, this is this is why you get the Patreon, so you can see this this great stuff. That oh, this is full of... And I'm wearing yeah. a Nintendo <laughs> shirt. This is really like... <laughs> we should leave a gap Nintendo. for two minutes to give Russ in the edit something to do. <laughs> right, so um, been on this tray for way too long where it never even mattered. And I only put it on there. Trey McBride. Like, hey. I'm going with Trey McBride. I've been trying to answer it. I swear to God. That's pretty, yeah, I, I'm surprised I by that. He's fine. Like, I, honestly, I like, I've had trouble trading away Dalton Schultz on a couple of teams for Iron Rebuilding, which is why I just took this when it was offered to me. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help when he gets two zeros in, in games he played and gets like 10 snaps in one of them. And... Well, this week he was uh, five for five. Yeah. For like sixty something yards, maybe. Yeah, he's been banged up, but but when he's active and getting zeros, it's it makes it harder. So the next trade we have is Davis Mills for a middle second, which that was feels me. spot on, but eh, like I feel like there's better players I would go for than Davis Mills. I, no. I, yeah, there are situations where I'm just trying to add seconds um, for trade pieces because my team's I'm, – I'm just trying to build value to make other things happen where I consider that kind of trade. But just in a vacuum, like, I, like why not just have Davis Mills? I just got offered like a third for Tim Patrick, and it's not that it's not worth it, but I don't need that. The third isn't going to help me do many other trades. It's not going to – there's no real reason for me to trade it. Like I think – we often get misled by equating players to picks. Like Tim Patrick is worth a third, but no one wants a freaking third. Yeah. So, like, you can't use them as a one-to-one coin base. You know, it's, it's more you're going to have to add them to a trade where they're getting something they want. You have to give people things they want <laughs> to get things that you want, and this is just eh. well. And as of today, with Sam Ellinger being named to the starter, this guy after trading away Davis Mills, has five starting quarterbacks on his team. Yeah, and this was – I traded four Mills. I have Hurts, Watson, and Wentz. Uh, so I had I zero – yeah, <laughs> I, I had zero quarterbacks for weeks uh, week seven here. Uh, and uh, – or, yeah. Last Out of curiosity, seven, did yes. you try for other quarterbacks, or did you just go for Mills? I tried for Gino, and he wanted a first, I think, or something. Oh, yeah. And – I think it's the Try same guy as both of them. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, he wanted a first, I think, and I was like, no. And I, I, Basically, he was the only one I went to because, like you said, he, even when he had Mills, he had five quarterbacks. So I was yeah. trying to get one off of him, trying to get the cheapest one. And, yeah, it's like a mid-second. And, and, and I'm not going to have Wentz for weeks anyway, too, or Watson. So I figured 
it's not just a one week thing, but I also didn't want to go into the week without a quarterback. I'm I'm five and two and now five and two in that league with second most points. So I, I was trying to get the win, which didn't actually end up happening. I ended up losing by five points even with Mills, but uh, but right, because uh, of Mills probably. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, should have traded for Billy Zapp. But, but yeah, I would have been starting Chad Henning without uh, without Mills. So uh. hey, I'll trade you Tyrod Taylor or Mason Rudolph. Now nah, I'm good there. Those are the only quarterbacks <laughs> I have on that team. See, um, I, I would go up. I, I would like, what's the Kyler Murray owner feeling right now? And and try and go for that. I, I'm, I don't I'm, really have I'm the on. assets to go up, though. He, his team uh, is old. Well, then you don't, I don't, I don't know you need Davis Milton. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just thought it was but better I, it's than fine, no quarterback. It's no, it's fine. it's fine. Okay, so in introducing this next trade in Trade Addicts 3, I think we need to take a second to breathe, reflect, and dance. Sleeper, trade of the week. Sleeper, trade of the week. We're going to talk about a trade addict's trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. I panicked for a second. I was like, oh, God, did I, hit off, did I turn off loop? Did I turn off loop? And yes, I did. Mm. All right, so the sleeper trade of the week is Josh Jacobs for Marquise Brown, a 23 and 24 fourth. And I marked this as the sleeper trade of the week before the whole thing with so, me and yeah, Peter so trying we to trade to Marquise figure Brown. out what the value of Marquise Brown is, don't we? Now we're working <laughs> on it. Uh, so this was me. This was... I have Trade Addicts 3 team where I am competing, and this is with Dustin. Dustin's the middle of the pack, so I kept bothering him. And I'm just like, you're not competing, right? You're, you're, eh, eh, eh. Your team's okay. It's not great. Like what I tried to do with you every time I thought you were competing, but you're like, my team's bad. I'm like, no, your team's great. Just yeah, take this you, old stuff. Yeah, you try and convince me that my team is good, so I'll take the old stuff, yeah. So I, I offered him straight up, Marquise Brown for Josh Jacobs. And he's like, just give me these two fourths because of the only picks you have. It'll make me feel like I won something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, honestly, I thought this was fair because yes, Josh Jacobs is crushing it right now, but I don't know if Josh Jacobs will ever have dynasty value. <laughs> like he's still only 24 after being in the league for six years. He's on the last year of his contract. No one knows where he's going to be. Who knows what's going on. And that's like a death knell for a running back. But man, that dude's scoring points. And I really, really like Marquise Brown. And if it weren't for me just really wanting to win this league, I wouldn't have traded him away. But I thought this was a good trade. And I have been trying to acquire Josh Jacobs for that exact reason. He doesn't have a lot of dynasty value. So trading for him isn't always super hard, but he's scoring a whole lot of points. And even if he's not in Vegas next year, he's going to be the 1A somewhere. He's young and he's talented. If he's on a team that's winning, he, he's really difficult to yeah. trade for. <laughs> yes, fair enough, yes. Uh, but if you find him on a middling team... No, because I, 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 that's one of the things I got slammed in my face, because I was thinking the same thing. By August, everyone's going to forget that Josh Jacobs can put up points, and what if he's traded or gets drafted? It happens every single year. He, he... So I was like... What about Travis Etienne for Josh Jacobs Plus? That seems like a great trade for me if I'm trying to compete, get points, and add value. That seems like a dynasty move. And I was told that was crazy. No one's trading Josh Jacobs. Whoever has Josh Jacobs is winning. Like, not really, <laughs> to be honest. But 
in that situation, yes, he would be a difficult trade. What do you think, Rocky? I, I think it's slightly underrated that he can move teams and still know how to play football. Yeah, it's I think that's very possible, I, Peter. I think you're right. You know, he might <laughs> still be able to play football. Um, I know that's normally – we do see, play, especially players moving teams, normally as bad things, second contracts, Melvin Gordon and a different team. But, I, I mean, we're also seeing more trades and more player movement than we are used to seeing. We should probably adapt with it. I think Josh Jacobs can still be – he's already got two top 12 seasons this year. He's probably going to be a top five. And it is probably because the team's trying to use him up because they have signal clear intentions of getting rid of him and by not uh, getting a contract. But, I mean, he's still probably going to be able to play football next year. And I think even though his dynasty value might go down, I don't think his points value is dead by any chance. So I kind of like the idea. Yeah, and Peter kind of alluded to what I was going to say is that we, we kind of talked about this before the beginning of the season. That could go two ways where, you know, they didn't offer him the fifth-year option. They don't care about him. And they bring in Zamir White and maybe it's a split backfield or else they're going to use him up, you know, and ride him throughout the whole year. And then, you know, decide what they want to do after the year. And it seems to be that one. I mean, he's got 20-plus carries uh, and 140 yards rushing the last three games. Now, that's obviously not going to keep up. But the carries, I think, could. And they're using him in the passing game again. They didn't just start the year. But he did have – he had 50-plus catches last year. It was always in his skill set anyway. And in the last uh, four games here, he's got 18 catches with three five-catch games. So, I mean, I, I love getting. I, I think this is a great trade. If you're, if you have Hollywood and you're trying to trying to win, uh, I love Hollywood too. But I, I just think, yeah, Jacobs has been under. Uh, I used to be so anti Jacobs earlier in his career because I thought he was overrated, and, and for the last couple of years, he's been so underrated. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's such so. a it, like I. Like, I've absolutely commented on that as well. It's like it feels weird to turn into a Jacobs fan because I remember just being so yes. off of him for a while. And no, yeah, um, like, um, so much of this is what your league's willing to let you do as well. Always, like, I'm yeah. really starting to think about that lately because the, the, the only market that matters is the one that you're in. And if my t- league will let me get away with having the old running backs right now and the young wide receivers, isn't the dynasty, again, the standard is to lean towards older wide receivers and younger running backs. That's where the points come from. That's where your highest points for games come from. But right now, if everyone's sticking to that trend and ignoring the fact that this year and probably next year, older running backs and younger wide receivers are kind of where it's at, then I'll lean into it. But so if your league lets you, yeah, just get the older running back. Yeah, and like you said, Russ, he's he's not even that. Old. He's twenty four now. He's gonna be yeah. he's gonna play all next season at twenty five. He's still not even next year. He's not that old. So I mean, you can get long term long-ish term value out of him, another couple years out of him at, at a decent level, I think, even at, like like Peter said, if he changes teams, he can still be good. So, Yeah, like players, running backs at their contract are usually around the 26-year-old mark. Like that's what we saw with a lot of yes. these players and what we're about to see with Saquon and all of us. But no, he came in insanely young, Jacobs did. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I, I, I liked this trade. I thought it was very good for both of us. It made me sad to see Marquise Brown leave, but I like points and I needed those speaking of I sent you a better offer Peter um that was our trade of the week I mean that was our trade of the week brought to you by sleeper fantasy the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all your leagues in one place join millions of players today on sleeper 
sorry, the sleepers in all capitals on there. So like it's in sleeper, sleeper. number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. We have two more trades to talk about. They're both in Trade Addicts 10, and they were both rocky. They were. So let's start with the first one where I was annoyed with it because I don't have picks to trade away, and he made his team better, and I'm trying to compete in that league. Which, by the uh, way, that team that team is 3-4 and four and has the best, best all-play record in TA10. It's friggin' annoying. That's embarrassing. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, 24 first for Aaron Jones. I have, like, such mixed feelings about Aaron Jones. Well, it's really that offense. That offense is so weird. And, like, Aaron Jones should be doing what he did this week every single week, but he's not. But I still feel like sending a 24 first is an easy move. Actually, Aaron Jones shouldn't be. That's one of the reasons that he continues to prove that he's good. That that, That backfield has been split heavily in favor of A.J. Dillon in terms of the expected point potential of his volume since the start of the season i spent the first three weeks in my article pointing this out and saying look i have been defending the age aaron jones hill for longer than you've been alive sonny jim that's how old aaron jones is but aj dylan's already getting a workload that should be paying off more regularly at a higher rate the thing is aaron jones is really fucking good aaron jones is always going to outscore his (laughs) volume He's just really good. <laughs> and he does it through the air and he does it in rushing. He's just really good. AJ Dillon on any other team would probably be a top top running back, but but Aaron Jones, like with the volume he's getting. Um so just to correct your grammar, because I am very I'm very much a stickler on using the right words and getting them spelled correctly, as we all know. That's, that's Peter. Actually, he shouldn't be doing this every week. He just continually persistently does it more often than not. Because he's Aaron Jones, and he's been in the long, he's been in the league longer than you've been alive, Sonny Jim. I just wanted to say it again. Rocky found it funny, and I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's Peter. I found it again, Russ. Just because I got nothing else to do today. <laughs> Peter, Peter basically summed it up. Yeah, I mean, I just and it's a twenty-four first. There was no way I was gonna. I do have a twenty-three first in that league, but I wasn't gonna give a twenty-three first. For oh yeah, and it's funny. I. Competing and you still have your twenty three first is such a like a, a baller move right there. <laughs> and I, I was uh, I actually I offered this um, to the person who traded uh, Aaron Jones to me today. I offered this in August, and they they wanted a twenty three first. And I was like, you're not getting a twenty three first for Aaron Jones. I think, and it's so funny that now two months so later, right <laughs> two okay. months later that that we ended up making the same trade, like because she wasn't able to get the twenty three first. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I think this is about what he's worth. I think he's going to have these boom games and yeah, he's going to have some of these down games too, because of what Peter said, the volume and the, and the offense is not as good as it used to be. Uh, so, but I, I, you know, I, the old, I have a year and a half to get that 24 first back. So I'll, I'll try and compete this year. Uh, like I said, I've been doing very well, despite the record. My, I think I'm like third in points and best all play record and, and I expect to be a playoff team. And yeah, so it was worth it to me. Um, I, I just, 24 firsts are like the jam. If you're not winning or you're in the middle or you're more mm-hmm. trying to build value than you are trying to win. Like it, I was looking at like the DLF trade calculator and um, DTC trade calculator. Also recommend them off-brand, 
not on our network, but I really love those guys. They're awesome. Except for John. John sucks. Hope you're there, John, just so you know. <laughs> um, and, like, the value drop-off to a 24 first from, like, a 23 second is insane. It's like, oh, these are barely worth anything. 2024? That year will never happen. That almost feels <laughs> like the valuation of 24. We're not going to make it that far. The world's going to be done by then, so don't value them. And if you're building, it's awesome because you don't obviously you're not trying to make 24 picks. I haven't heard any rumors it's the best draft class ever, but like they're so much easier to get done in a trade, which is why I'm countering. I'm trying to get a 23 first right now, and like the other guy on the other end is like, no, give me give me blood. That's the only way. It's like the 110, and he's still like, no, give me give me more. It's he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of a tough cookie. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking. Someone else does. Yes. <laughs> am, I, am I a tough cookie? He's very mean. Doesn't like to trade. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I just want to like throw that out there. Like, if you're in any way playoff bound, even but not really expecting to win, I think targeting 24 first has been the the, the jam for a while now. Yeah, uh, you're right because 23s are unattainable, and 24 is going. For what we know, the best we can guess, 24 is also going to be a very good class. So That's it, probably, it is, go, probably going to be a year in which players are drafted, I imagine. Well, and good players, fingers crossed, as well. So, yeah, yeah it's absolutely Even the some right bad year. ones. Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's yeah. going to happen this year, you know. Like, there'll be some players that you draft in the first round pick, and they'll be like, oh, oh, what, what, oh this is bad. Yeah, yeah but... James Cooks? Who? Well, that shouldn't have happened anyway. That's oh, yeah. Insane. You you will never be the one to make that mistake. I won't. Nikki O'Hara's revenge game go well, by the way? I didn't check. Hey, wide receivers at 101 is not what we're talking about. Right, That's right, right, right. We're talking no, about that can happen as well, obviously. We're, but... we're talking about elevating bad running backs to the end of the first because we feel like we need running backs at the end of the first. Uh, we're not talking uh, Corey Davis and Nikhil Harry. That obviously can't happen. In we would never talk about Corey Davis and Nikhil Harry right now. We would never obviously. talk about we're, Corey Davis or Jahan Dodson. Especially not with or a rookie Dobson. class with no misses in the first round on its way. Just saying. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all yeah. studs. No, no, not silly. the first round. Not the first round. The first like 20 picks. Silly. Yes. So Every the one of them. Is Tyler Heineke and a 23 third for a 24 second? I would, I would sure. easily send a 24 second for Tyler Heineke and a 23 third. Like, if you need that quarterback, I feel like yeah. that's, that, I would do that. Yeah. That's, and that's this good is for a. Both Another me where yeah. my quarterbacks are all jacked up. So I had Matt Ryan, uh, <laughs> and uh, I forget who my uh, my first, oh uh, Brady and somebody else who's not playing was my third quarterback. I can't it might be Wentz. I'm not sure, but I, I have a third quarterback who's also not playing. Yes, so I figured you know he, he, this is a majorly rebuilding team. He's got like 14 firsts over the next two years, so he has no need for Taylor Heineke and. Uh, he was shopping them around, and yeah, that's what I thought. It was, you know, cheap enough that I can throw them in there and uh, try and keep competing uh, in TA10. It is nice uh, to meet you, Rocky. I knew there was one Dynasty player out here still, like, trying to make a starting lineup instead of taking any yes. excuse to try uh, to yes. sell I've out. I've been on that train like, oh, for my a while, son, <laughs> I guess I'll sell everything for a first. Like, that's I, 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 I'm the one guy. I, yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not 
necessarily throwing first at Geno Smith, but but yes, I'm trying to get points. Appreciate you. Someone needs to be out here making sense. No, they don't. That's not what we do here <laughs> in the fantasy football space. So speaking of not making sense, David Njoku comes out in 2017, and we were just excited as all heck. He does absolutely nothing for five years. And now he's good. Like, he's doing really well. And now he's in a walking boot with crutches. And that sucks. Um, I'm just, I went back to the news. That's really what this is. Um, I figured I'd get this out of the way and then I'll go to bed. Um, so, David and Joke is in a walking boot. I haven't seen anything about what that actually means, but. I think I, I saw like, like two to four weeks. I don't remember what the exact injury was, but I seem to remember two to four weeks. All right. Like, are you used going to find Harrison Bryant as a tight end fill in, or are you just like, ah, let's just forget that ever happened and go somewhere else? Yeah. The second one. Second one. Right. <laughs> uh, in better news, DK Metcalf does not have any structural damage to his body in general. Um, but I think it was his knee he messed up, right? Um, so he was in game, right? Yeah, it, so he wasn't carted off just to go to the bathroom this time. Not, not this time. <laughs> I, I know this will shock you, Rocky, but I was not glued to that particular game. Like I didn't get to see that game, so I did not know if that happened in game or if it was a practice injury. <laughs> Yeah, so or if he, he just happened not... walking to the field, that is that that was a possibility. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, so he will not need knee surgery. Uh, he's going to miss a couple of weeks. I haven't been able to find like I'm sitting here trying to talk and scroll through an article right now to find out you know how long they think he's going to miss, but I don't see anything. Um, I don't know. Like I, this just makes me happy that he's not super hurt because I bought a bunch of DK Metcalf. You know, it makes me sad for the competing teams I bought him on. Um, does anyone have feelings on DK Metcalf or what this means for Geno Smith QB1? It's just, if anyone's like, oh, DK Metcalf won't be able to play football ever again, then it's a buy window in your league. <laughs> and if it was like, we literally just did this, maybe we shouldn't do it again, then it's not. Because <laughs> he's, he's a top 12 dynasty wide receiver. Take advantage yeah. if anyone forgets that. I'm with Peter, and someone actually asked me, like, they were offered, like, you know, Benjamin Chuba Hubbard in a second for DK, and I was like, <laughs> no, no, do not do that. I don't care <laughs> so... if you need points. That's not what you do. Exactly. Let me just group source this one. I'll go ask a friend. I'm not sure but, straight but up it, the top of my head. Yeah. They were thinking about it in the case there's some people that, you know, you, maybe just a little higher than that, and, and it's still going to be cheap for DK Metcalf, so... Uh, yeah, so so maybe you can get a little bit of a discount, especially just because he's been a little up and down this year anyway. Yeah, Again, this go. this is why a lot of advice just boils down to, you just say go up when they go down. Yeah, because it's kind of always worth it in your league. You'll find, you may yeah. every now and again find someone who's just like, I'm really sick of this. <laughs> and I just want some points, and that's okay. I'll tell you, I did that with McCaffrey last year. I know I sold him cheap on a couple teams. Uh because I was sick yeah. of the injuries after two years. So it definitely yeah. happens. Next, we have Matt Ryan has a grade two shoulder sprain after oh, it was already announced that he was getting benched 
for the <laughs> but it I like the fact they specified oh no it's not because he's injured Lizard, we yeah. just don't want to play him anymore <laughs> like you, you could have given him some cover no 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 <laughs> it's guaranteed real clear like 30 plus we will not too. play if this guy is perfectly healthy we would not start it. just want the <laughs> yeah. world to know that <laughs> Thanks, thanks, boss. Very, <laughs> Appreciate yeah. that. That's bizarre to me, though. Like I'm saying, he he's guaranteed like 24, I think, this year, Mill, and, and another 12 next year or something like that. It's ridiculous, and the fact they're just like, yeah, we're done, and we're gonna start Sam Ellinger. Like, what is that doing for you? <laughs> um, oh, we have two questions in the chat because there's nothing else really good to talk about because no one's excited about Sam Ellinger. Um, the things <laughs> I'm talking about are not good. That's what I took from that. that was yeah. Are there any good. trades or pickups you are trying to make before the NFL trade deadline next Tuesday? Like, is there anyone you think that's going to get moved that you think is worth trying to go for now? Yeah, I, I mean, think Corey I'm only just... I was just going to say in the chat, Corey mentioned Kareem Hunt. I, I'm assuming he was kind of answering the previous question. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Chase Claypool? <gasps> we do have a chat. I didn't even know. Hey, chat. <laughs> there's there's two people hey, there right chat. now. chat. This isn't the open bar. We acknowledge it. Oh, yes. the open bar. I know, right? That Every now and again, I remember the open bar, and I'll be like, oh, that feels yeah. sad. Feels yeah, sad. like, honestly... I know I've been saying how excited I am that we're in a league that trades players, but I still won't bank on it. But I think Chase Claypool would be fun if he ended up going to the Packers. But I'm still not paying a first for him. Like, if I could get Chase Claypool for things I don't care about on my team already. Yeah, I'm not that interested in Claypool either. It doesn't look like Peter is either. I never <laughs> not with your second round pick, my man. I wouldn't... <laughs> I said Wait, it would be fun. I didn't say I was interested in doing it. It won't be fun. It'll be very unfun. Don't okay. Don't, don't. Uh, and I think I, I, think I, I was going to say is we're, I'm just starting to come to terms with the fact that the NFL will actually move and trade players. I think we're a little far away from being at, you know, pinpoint who. Cream okay. um, Hunt, someone said, is an interesting and uh, interesting idea just because we know now he has that upside in that offense, to be honest, or any offense. But... Um, Nothing comes from Rashad Bateman. Like Marcus Brown escaped the vortex that is, <laughs> that is Baltimore. One day it'll happen for Rashad Bateman as well. But that's true just in general, not just because of the trade deadline. Well, yeah, the one other one I was thinking of, do you think there's any chance Elijah Moore actually gets moved? They said no. I hope I, I so. Think, because I, I hope so too. <laughs> I think they will spite not trade him, if you know what yeah. I mean. Like, no, yeah. kid. Sit down. You're there. Well, yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even move Mims like for like a seventh round pick to somebody. Apparently, so if if they weren't going to do that, they're probably not going to move more either. Um, and then last question we have is a trade question: Saquon for DK and Jahan Dotson. I want Saquon. If you're not winning right now, which is I assume why you would trade for DK, um, then yes, actually that's fine. Dotson almost doesn't matter here, but he's a nice value to have on. And whoever's getting Saquon should you know, skip around a little bit after getting the trade done. So I think that's pretty good for both sides. Yeah, I like the Saquon side, but like Peter said, I mean, competing, it's kind of competing versus rebuilding a little bit. Uh, I yeah. mean, DK is going to score points, but he's hurt right now, and he's not going to score the way you'd normally expect him to score this year, most likely anyway. So, sure. But yeah, by so August, his value should exactly. pretty much be equal, if not better, than Saquon, because running back another year older. Oh man, so the I think 49ers released Tevin Coleman. 
<laughs> I, I might counter and try to turn Dotson into like a second. I, I mean, I don't mind Dotson. I think he's going to keep doing things um, as a young player will um, over the next few years. I don't think he's ever going to be a regular starter for you. So I'm almost more interested in turning that into a value thing, like a pick, but no one wants to trade picks. So I get it. Yeah. If not, Dotson's fine. All right. Well, on that note, that's the end of our show sheet. That's the end of the questions in the chat. So this is going to be the end of our show. Peter, thank you so much for gracing the Trade Addicts podcast with your beautiful face, your beautiful spirit, and your just brilliant insight into the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football. And I'd I, like to circle back around to my everyone's trying to gaslight you. Uh, in, Patreon.com <laughs> slash Trade Addicts Pod to see the <laughs> horrified look on Peter's face right now. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> uh, no, it's a pleasure to come here. I would like to keep talking, but Russ uh, is desperate to get out of here and he's found an out. So, Russ uh, needs yeah. to go to bed. It is yeah. Russ's Plus, he's got to stay up till what, like 1 o'clock with you tomorrow? So. Yes, because Russ is going to <laughs> stay awake until the end of the show. He has never not just abandoned the show the minute he gets sleepy. So, it's <laughs> like, I'm a little sleepy. See you guys. <laughs> I made it to the end. I made it to the end last week. Yeah, it's the fact that that's that stands out in your memory. <laughs> we're getting to, which is fine. Um, we're just happy to have you there, obviously. So, since Peter is to Peter to promote himself at PA Howdy on Twitter, really Dynasty Crossroads, part of the DLF Family <laughs> podcasts as well, and the Dynasty Grind. You could find that on the DLF YouTube channel and also his YouTube channel on Twitch, and he has a Patreon as well. Is it PA Howdy or Peter Howard? Peter Howard, I think. Damn it, Peter. <laughs> you really expected him to give you a straight answer, Russ. B.A. Howard. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just find me on Twitter, and if you want to find anything I do and it's not readily available, like, ask. Literally, it's at P.A. Howdy. I live there, so I will respond. All right. Unfortunately, and... I respond to everyone, and it's not fun sometimes, so I would appreciate a fun comment. <laughs> so stop by... And be like, hey, how's it going? That would be nice every now and again. Living on Twitter is not always fun. I know that's a surprise to a lot of people. but I have faith in the people we have cultivated as our listeners that I'm hoping you get a few tweets at you that are just hilarious (laughs) about really stupid things. Don't let me down, listeners. Um, Well, I jokingly pimped out our patreon a couple of times so i'm not going to bother doing again ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com we still have all the sfb12 stuff we have all of the trade addicts junkies timeline all the dab network stuff all the other stuff i am a patreon by the way just in case it you know matters that that's how you get on the show right you're a patron of the trade addict show and you get asked sometimes it is actually technically yes (laughs) if you're if you're if you're a patreon member you're it's part of it that you get to be on the show um but yes, ffpodcast.storyandvid.com, everything you buy, every single penny goes to Fantasy Cares, and you get awesome stuff, kids get awesome stuff for the holidays, we get to do our shopping soon, I'm very excited, but I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, because I'm just so enamored with Peter flexing his muscles. No, I just realized, I always wear a, a football shirt of some kind, DLF, yes. uh, Trade Addicts, and because of where my camera is, like, no one ever knows. I think <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> By the way, I do like get dressed up for you all. It's not just this the immaculate well, effort I put on that my fashion appearance. note. Good night, friends. 
Good night, I felt guys. sure I could derail the show a couple more times before you Good got Good night, friends. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast. A member of the DLS Family of Podcasts. And a proud member in the Dynasty Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Attic. Please subscribe. Rate and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>